Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Teaching. I'm Yasmin Murray and today we're talking about schools returning post-Covid. We had an announcement this week from Nicola Sturgeon, the First Minister of Scotland, that P1-3 to senior phases sitting exams that need to come into school to contribute to practical work and nurseries will hopefully be reopening on February the 22nd. Now, the reaction to this from parents has been overwhelmingly positive so far, and from teachers it seemed to be mixed. On the one hand, there are many that understand that parents at home with many children really struggled without the early years in childhood centre care. They really need that support, that interaction, and with the promise of, of course, the 52-week nursery and the increase of hours up to 30-odd, it really must be having a terrible effect on parents who are stuck at home with four or five children who may be running the show for them. Teachers' main concern it would be the consideration of bringing back the infants from P1 to 3 instead of the senior phase of primary school, which is P4 to 7, is that the actual infants can't socially distance and P1 and 2, even during Tier 4 restrictions, not implementing social distancing because they follow in the early years childcare centre guidance. So really the problem will be, if we bring back P1 to 3, it does und- it is understandable, of course. The interaction they have online is not the same as senior phase in our school, for example. They go on blogs, their teachers have put in an awful lot of work recording themselves, doing their initial sounds, number works, games. They put up lots of suggested activities and ideas. Of course, play-based pedagogy, which has taken over infants in our local authority in Scotland, really is not something that parents will be familiar with. It's so different from their experience back at school. It is worrying and it is important to get these young learners back into school while they're still forming their subconscious habits about learning and teaching and their understanding of the concepts that they will later go into more depth and breadth in. The difficulty is that some staff are really concerned that we're bringing back the section of the primary school that actually needs a lot more assistance, they need more help buttoning up their coats, opening their snacks, tying their shoelaces. Of course, in a situation where a child hurts themselves and they're a younger child, they're much more likely to need comfort and consoling, which you cannot do from a social distance. I mean, no teacher, I think, would see a child fall flat on their face and not help them up, even during this pandemic circumstances. But it does put us in a very vulnerable situation. Of course, at this point, Scottish Government is saying that it's only a proposal and it still has to be confirmed We will wait in two weeks to get a further notification of whether this plan proposal is going to be able to go ahead and is dependent on the continued state of the virus being in some sort of remission from society and local transmission. For senior schools, I think, of course, practical elements are important, particularly for those sitting exams. You can imagine, how would you do your health food technology? How would you do your physical education exams? How would you contribute to that coursework if you're not actually there and the teacher can't see you? How would you do your tech sciences, your technologies and produce something? How would you be able to make sure the IT courses and the business management and all these things that possibly you have to be in to school, you have to be a practical element that's observed by the teacher is really important and that is understandable. And I think that is important. But of course, in the senior phase, these young adults is what we're dealing with. It's young adults. These learners are of age where they can transmit the virus and they are carriers and they are mixing. They are subject to the same social distance conditions as adults. And so you think to yourself, well, if I can only meet one other household, that's only safe to do outdoors. Is it really right to be inviting these children into schools with, with class teachers? 
secondary school colleagues that will not be able to do that particularly you know can't isolate things where you have to be assessing them and you have to be there to monitor and you have to be there to support and assist if it's a practical activity you might have to have hands-on support the difficulty really will be is what the next step is and from some of the teachers I know they are quite rightfully concerned we've had lots of calls from vaccination of staff and for vaccinating staff we should be vaccinating pupils and of course Scotch government are saying that the guidelines that they follow given by the health guidance is something never deviated from the government and, and this is something that's just a standard and it should be vulnerable groups and of course a lot of teachers and a lot of colleagues will already have the vaccine because they're over 60 we do we have an aging teaching population in Scotland and so anyone of course as well with any severe underlying circumstances that would make them more vulnerable will also be able to benefit from a vaccination priority wise but I think the problem is we are opening up a can of worms where we do not know what the results are you know these scientists say we want to see the data first we want to see the data it's my personal opinion that actually we're making decisions without any data of course the Scottish government do always say you know it's been guided by the scientific evidence but us as teachers and as as part of an active member of my union I have to say I haven't seen it and when we ask to see it, it's like, oh, well, transmission is low, it's not in the schools. How do you know this? How do we know this for sure? You know, we still want to save our grannies. We are trying to stay at home. And of course, we want schools to reopen. We really need that to happen. But I saw, for example, online there being calls to suspend this school year, to restart. And of course, the other half of that argument is at the other end and the secondary colleagues, if these children are of age where they're 16 and they're able to leave school without setting exams, of course, it's a really disappointing perspective to take but it is a fear and that is the fear if you cannot control what the child is doing you know we could see children leaving without exams if we hold them back from this covid year it really is a difficult situation and i suppose we don't have the answers ourselves here but remember we are here together to try and work through it and hopefully if everybody put their heads together you know and we ask the people that are on the front line in schools teachers what works well what works the best what we are the most comfortable with ask the learners and the parents the same and come collaboratively instead of this top-down drip-fed approach i think we really would benefit from us i would really love to hear from you i would like to hear any ideas or suggestions any points we've been discussing today that you have insight on it, it really would make me feel very happy podcasting is a very one-way system I, I sit here and I record and I speak to myself but I would love you to get in touch with me and you can do that on time to talk about teaching at gmail.com you can email in time to talk about teaching at gmail.com I'd love to hear your perspective on this return and of course the other part of it is it is a proposal you know, we have some people getting very stressed, feeling very anxious about returns. You know, my colleagues that are working in P1 to 3 are thinking, right, well, everybody else will still be working at home, not be forced to go into school, but I will be returning. Will it be with a full class? Will we be social distancing again? Will we have to do indoor PE? What will be the context of play-based learning? Will we still be following that pedagogy? It opens up so many questions, more questions than we have answers. And I think the most important thing to remember is it is a proposal and these things change. They change all the time and we've seen this before where it's prolonged and prolonged. I think a phased return for, for myself, I would have thought would be P4, P7 and P1. But it would be nice to hear what the insight is behind the choice of P1 to 3 back return. Of course, it might be childcare led, but you know, if that is the case, then you have to just level with teachers and say that because otherwise the speculation behind is, are we just being hung out to dry as a profession? No one's very sympathetic to teachers. We've spoken before on, on this podcast about the slander of our profession and how really people do see the holidays and they think we really just get too much. And actually, it's a very hard position to be in to be a teacher. And during a pandemic, this is a shock to everybody. No one could prepare and expect this. 
to have happened. I remember in March last year when the children were concerned and the parents were asking, do you think the schools will close? I said, well, I don't think so. I don't imagine the schools to ever close because what would the parents do? But they took that decision and they closed the schools. I think we have to be very, very careful about reopening. We do not want this to happen too early. We do not want to be in a situation where we're just in lockdown after lockdown and the schools are open and closed. We want to get to a situation where the schools are open, open and safe for good and that the children and the staff, that includes catering staff, that includes the janitorial staff, the business support staff, all of the classroom assistants and teaching assistants, we all want to feel safe at our work and we really should feel entitled to do that. The children should be feeling safe at school and creating an environment with strict seating plans where we bring them back too early, where they really cannot be themselves and we cannot have that nurturing, inclusive, welcoming and supportive school environment, I feel, would be a grave mistake. Thank you so much for listening again today. I really hope that you're getting a lot from the Let's Talk About Teaching podcast. And again, if you think you've got anything to share, anything you'd like us to hear, I'd happily read your letters and we can come back to letters in another podcast if that's something you'd like to hear. You can email time to talk about teaching at gmail.com and you can also suggest any topics for the future you think we really should discuss. I think it's very important that it's a two-way communication that we, we take this platform as a chance to enhance our own empowerment across the profession and say we would like to take the reins and we would like to be part of the collective that decides the next steps for education in Scotland. Thank you so much again for listening today. I hope you are enjoying some time that can be a bit stressful. Remember to make time for yourself. Maybe listening to this podcast has become part of that routine. Take care and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now.